what I want to do this morning, guys, is just to uh, tell you really, uh, if just with, and it's going to take me seven or eight minutes this morning, just what has happened over this last seven days uh, here in the life of the church. So that I think there are some pictures coming up uh, a little bit in a minute. So basically what happened was around 5 a.m. last Sunday morning, I got back from South Africa midday on Saturday. Um, hadn't slept properly from Thursday, really. So went to bed about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock Saturday night. Was woken at around 5 in the morning uh, to the news that the church was on fire. So around, f- uh, around 5 o'clock, quarters of 5, something like that, the alarms, the fire alarms went off and the fire services were called. When we arrived at church just after 5 o'clock, there were eight fire engines here, which is a quarter of the West Midlands fire services. And the auditorium was, was in flames. Uh, very, very serious, significant fire. Um, as well as that, there were police here. There were ambulances here. Um, the, the fire was severe. Uh, they now know that the fire, if you imagine the stage as it was, behind the stage there, are, there were two plugs. And um, one of the, they had um, the immersion heaters uh, to heat the water were plugged into those sockets. We've done that for years. It's all tested. It's all good. It was a freak electrical fault with one of the sockets uh, that was the cause of ignition. What happened then was that the whole of the stage area, as you can see on the pictures, was completely engulfed and gutted uh, by flames. Up into the roof as well, there is structural damage. We don't know the extent of the structural damage yet. Some of the steel girders were completely belt, uh, buckled. There's me looking sullen and sultry. <laughs> it's just like when, when the press take a picture and you're in front of the fire, you're like, <laughs> how are you supposed to look? Do you know what I mean? So that's my, that's my, my mean look. And I haven't shaved yet, but I will eventually, so I'll get around to that. So that's basically um, kind of what happened. In terms of the damage, the the fire gutted the front part of the auditorium. The smoke damage is extensive uh, across the whole of the first floor and the ground floor, and then water damage on the ground floor. The salon was completely destroyed, uh, the, uh, the coffee shop. Uh, and then what happened is that this week, we've had insurers on site. We've had forensic scientists taking things, bagging it up, taking it away. We've had uh, uh, specialists in, in reclamation, you know, that, that once these things happen, you know, cleaning up, all that kind of stuff. On Friday, after extensive, uh, uh, you know, investigations, etc., they sat us down and they said, in their opinion, everything in, the fr- in, in that front block of the building, ground floor and first floor, you know, is out of action. So anything we'd taken out, we had to take back. Uh, it is, it's quite dangerous in the sense that it's quite um, uh, carcinogenic now. Okay, as the week's gone on, the smoke is, is, is quite horrific as well. So I really want to say to you, it is out of bounds to go into that building. We have had some people, you know, kind of go in there and look, do, do not do that. It is, you cannot go in that building, okay? Um, so that's basically uh, what, what has happened. Um, in terms of what is happening now, um, we haven't had any power in that whole building um, uh, for, for the last week. Power is back on now to the back block, which is really great news because OM Life Hope have a base there. They have people living there. Uh, we've got Face Trust there. We've got other organisations. We've got businesses there. So they haven't been able to be in there the whole of the week, which is, which is a real uh, inconvenience for them. But that, the power is back on for the back block. Basically, there's no power onto the front block and there won't be for the foreseeable future. So that front block is now out of action. What we have done is that, uh, and this has all happened in four days, the building next door, we've set up, and we're calling that the base. That's where our offices are. That's where our food bank will operate from, and we've set that up as the base. This venue, if you'd have seen this a week ago, you would not believe it. This has been set up as the venue where we will have church services together. This is amazing what people have done. I'm absolutely overwhelmed and breathtaking. It's incredible. 
And I want to mention that in a moment, and we will be putting our hands together in a moment. The insurance claim is a lengthy process. Uh, some of you have said, oh, this will bring the refer back. We'll be able to do it sooner. That won't be the case. This is going to take not weeks, but probably months. Okay, this is, a, this is a big deal. The loss adjuster, the insurance people, they've all been around. They've all said this is a big claim. This is a big deal. We don't know the extent of the structural damage to the building. Uh, there's been more specialists got to be brought in to look at the steel work and to look at what's happened. So that's what has happened. In terms of what will happen, um, the back block will be up and running. Uh, we need to get that fully operational this week. Um, we need all of our community activities, which has been cancelled this last week, will now be relocated to the back block or to these, these rooms here. We need to get that up and running. Um, and that's really important. It's too early to say what's going to happen with the salon and the coffee shop. They are out of commission for the immediate future, uh, for foreseeable future as well. Uh, this will be our venue uh, for, for meeting, which is great. We still need lots of help. Uh, I mean, you've been amazing this week, and I will mention that in a minute, but we do still need lots of help. There's lots of practical things to do, getting these buildings up fully operational. Also, on Friday at 4 o'clock, after the end, uh, end of an incredibly busy week, when the guys sat us down and they said, that's all out of bounds, they then said this, you now need to go and do an inventory of every single item that's in that building. That is a huge piece of work. There's 20 years of my life in that, in that in my office, in terms of all my books, CDs, DVDs, files. So that's huge. So if any of you got any time in the next couple of weeks and you can give us, please, please offer it, okay? Because we really desperately, desperately need it. So that's what's going to happen. Uh, in terms of the refurb, um, <laughs> I don't know how to read this really in a strange kind of thing. Uh, we put out to tender, the contractors were tendering for the job. Uh, the close date for the tenders to come in was the 31st of August. The fire was the 30th of August. So we've had three tenders in. We've had the tenders in for the refurb. Obviously, that is all on hold now because what they were tendering for is now, it's a very different picture, really. And until the insurance claim is settled, and there's a long way off for that, then obviously everything is on hold at the moment. How should we respond to this? I want to say, firstly, we are really grateful. Honestly, we are really grateful. Every morning with the team, we've set up what we call the war room <laughs> this week. And it's been a bit Churchillian and, and you know, warlike. But we, we meet together at nine o'clock in the morning. And we just, we've just gone around the circle uh, and saying, what are we thankful for? What's one thing we're grateful for? And, and we've not been out to shut up. We're so grateful and thankful. We are really grateful that nobody was hurt. We are really grateful. What you don't realize, some of you, is that there were 15 OM students that were sleeping in the back block when the fire went. And I, I, I mean, there could have been a lot more. It was a, it's a small intake, but we are really grateful nobody was hurt. It was quite humorous in one sense, seeing these guys had come from overseas. It was their first day here. All right. So at four, five, six in the morning, when they were on the car park in their boxer shorts and pajamas, I did say to them, "It's not normally like this." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But we are really grateful that nobody was hurt. We're so thankful for that. We're also grateful for the fire services. They were amazing. They were so good. They got here so quick. And it was the red watch, as they called it, that were on the actual fire. Once they put it out, they handed that over to the blue watch. And then they, they got let us back into the building to have a look at the damage. Uh, they were amazing. And, and they said when they came that if it wasn't for the records that Chris Neville keeps, I have to say this has been a huge thing for all of us, but especially for him as well. He's done an amazing job at keeping records and diagrams. So they were able to go straight to the certain areas in the building. He said it would have taken us longer and the fire would have been worse. So we want to say a massive thank you to Chris uh, for what he's doing on all that. I don't know where he is. <laughs> but you know it... <laughs> 
It did, it did make us realize there in the early hours of the morning as all this was going on, just what a complex operation we've got here and what a complex building. And it's not like a normal church in lots of ways. In fact, you, a little bit humorous here, but in the middle of all this, some of the fire guys were saying, so what's, what happens underneath the, uh, the, the auditorium? And we said, that's the hairdressing salon. They went, you what? In a church? And then the one guy said, what do you do there then? <laughs> he was under a lot of pressure, under a lot of pressure. We cut hair. That's right. And then when they went in, finally when they went in, um, you know, after they, they brought the flames down and stuff, when they finally went in, the one guy come out and he says, because we were having a baptism last Sunday morning, he says, you've got a pool filled with water? What's that all about? So I tried to explain it was the baptistry and what we do there. And then when they went in, they had to empty all the water out. The one fella comes out and he says, we've emptied your font. That's what he said. And then the one guy says, and I blessed it. I went like that. As I did it as well. <laughs> So imagine these firemen going like this and pouring the water up. But they, they, they were absolutely amazing. And we're so grateful to God for them. You know, it was amazing. In fact, one of the guys was overcome with smoke. He had to be pulled out and had to be treated with paramedics. So that is the seriousness of what happened. And, and these guys, you know, I mean, hats off to them. They do an amazing job. And we're really grateful for them. I'm all, we're also grateful that we had the vision and the courage many years ago to buy these buildings. When we bought them, our dream was to knock these buildings down and to build a new auditorium. And these buildings have been a pain for us in lots of ways since we bought them. But we are so grateful to God now that we had the vision and the courage to buy them because now we are desperately in. These are literally a godsend now, aren't they? And that's amazing. And we're grateful for that. We are also grateful uh, for the response that we've had this week, which is so overwhelming. I'm going to mention that in a moment. Having said we're grateful, we're also really emotional, guys. Um, I think we all know that the church is not a building, the church is a group of people. But when the church takes on a building and takes on a space where they gather over months and years, that space becomes a sacred space. Not because of what it is, but because of what God has done in it. You see, buildings don't change people, but what goes on inside them can. You can switch that off now, Sam, please. If you can switch that off now, thanks. And so what, what we want to say is that that space next door has become a sacred space for us. And so we're emotional about that. Because many of you here, you met Jesus for the first time in that space. Isn't that right? Some people got married there. You know, you got baptized there. You dedicated your kids there. You baptized your kids there. You got healed there. You were spoken to by God there. You were encouraged. That space is a sacred space and that, that matters. You know, and the Bible talks about rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourning with those who mourn. Sometimes that's at the same time. And so there is a sense of grief and loss about that. You know, we knew that that was going to happen anyway. We were going to come out of that space. It was going to be refurbed. We'd go back in. We could have managed that together as a process. We've had no time to do that. This has just happened. It's been completely outside of our control. And I want to say, we want to try and get that right for us as a community. Some, you know, some, we're excited about coming into a new space. The adrenaline kicks in. The church is going to continue. That's all true. But we also want to acknowledge that there's some grief and there's some loss. And I have to tell you, I've been in on my own a couple of times this week and wept. On my own. Not in front of anyone else. Just on my own. There's 20 years of my life in there. Stood on the stage when the bits that I could stand in which were safe and thought, I've spoken from here for 20 years. And seeing it like that, it's been heartbreaking. But we'll move on because God's God and the church is not the building. The church is the people. But there's the emotional side of that as well. And we need to acknowledge that this morning. So we're really grateful. We're emotional, but we're also hopeful. 
We're really hopeful. And we're hopeful because of what has emerged this week. Primarily, what has emerged this week is the response. The response has been overwhelming. The community response. Other churches. Can I tell you, this morning, we have never had more prayer for our church than this morning. If I can tell you, this morning when we all gathered as team, hosting team, tech team, stewards, you know, musicians, and I read out a few messages I've had just this morning from other churches who are praying for us this morning as we meet. We have never been more in prayer than we are today. We've had prayer messages from churches from Brunei, Singapore, Malaysia, Albania, Africa, America, Canada, Bulgaria, all around the world. And we're really grateful for that, aren't we? We're grateful for the response of the community. We've had people stop us out here and giving us money. We've had people painting here who are not Christians, who are not part of this church, but have come to help us, which is amazing. But the most overwhelming thing to me is the response of you guys. You have been absolutely amazing. The way people have rallied together on Monday, we sent a Facebook message out saying a few of us are meeting to pray over what's happened. 140 people came to pray. Tuesday night, we sent a message saying a few of us are going to paint. Could any of you come? A hundred of you came. Friday, pray again. Over a hundred of you came. Every day, throughout the day and the evening, people have been coming. And you've worked so hard to get this together as a space where we can meet. What I want us to do is I want us to put our hands together and say thank you to God, but thank you to everybody who's worked so amazingly this week. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. But you know, we're also hopeful today, not only what has emerged this week, but what we sense could emerge out of this season for us as a church. And I want to I be really clear about this. It's obvious that at a time like this, many of us are going to hear and sense God speaking to us. Can I say today, this morning, is not a time when we're going to invite any, anybody to share anything like that. Okay, That's not a time for that this morning. If you sense that God is saying anything to you, please write it down. Please email it to me. I'm already collating loads of things that have come in, which look amazing. We're going to collate that all together. We're going to pray over that. We're going to reflect over that. We're going to weigh it. You know, we're going to release it in due time. But today is not a morning for that. But what I am going to say is I'm going to just read you a few things that have been coming through our prayer times this week, uh, which, which are really amazing. I'm not going to make comments on them. I'm just going to read them to you, and then we're going to sing. That'd be a good thing to do. We're going to celebrate. We're going to worship our great God. We are really hopeful, not only what has emerged, but what could emerge out of this season for us as a church. You know, God used fire in the Old Testament to often guide people. Maybe, maybe God is using this fire to guide us as we move forward. There's a phrase in, in, in the Old Testament where David goes to battle and he wins a new battle in a place called Baal Perazim. And that, that term, that name literally means the master of breakthroughs. Maybe God is going to show us something new about who he is through this season for us as a church. And then there's this thought about, you know, when you're a kid and you're doing a Lego thing or an Airfix model and you can't do it. We try and put something together and you just turn around, you look for your dad and you give it to your dad and your dad fixes it. Unless it's me and I haven't got a clue and I give it to my mom, <laughs> give it to my wife, not my mom, my wife. <laughs> but this idea that we can't fix this, but daddy can. I'll tell you what, we met as elders yesterday. This is overwhelming. This is overwhelming to us, the, 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 the whole thing of it. But do you know what? There was such a sense of faith in the room. And there was such a sense of, do you know what? Daddy, we can't fix this, but you can. So we're going to hand it completely into his hands. And you know, whatever is meant for harm, God can turn for good. And if God created people out of dust, what could he create out of ashes? Beautiful thought. 
And what we had last week before the fire was his. What we have this week after the fire is still his. It all belongs to him. And you know what? I had a thought. <laughs> you know, yesterday as we were praying as well, it may have come from somebody else. You know, we might think that we have less as a church than we had last week. But maybe actually we have more. Because what I've seen emerge out of this church, which is the people, is absolutely breathtaking. And I want to say to you today, you know, we can be really hopeful because our God is God. Amen. And on the plane, on the way back from uh, South Africa, I was reading a, finishing off reading a book. It's Brian Houston's new book, the guy that started the um, uh, Hillsong Church. And, and, and I read a quote, which I thought, oh, that's good. And I wrote it in my journal. This is fr- last Friday night coming back from, from South Africa. And the phrase was this, faithfulness is holding on to your purpose and trusting in God's goodness. And I thought, oh, that's good. I'll write that down. This week, I've had to live that out. Where you have to hold on to your purpose and trust in God's goodness. And guys, the way we're going to hold on to our purpose through this is that we're not going to forget that we're a church that's here to reach those who don't yet know God. So we're not going to go all insular and all just gather around and sing Kumbaya, okay? As important as though that might be, because our purpose is to reach people who are far from God, who don't know Jesus, and give them an opportunity to meet the King of the universe and the Lord and the leader of their life if they'll let him. So we're not going to let that go. We're going to hold on to that. And the way we hold on to it is, is by all of us pitching up and getting involved. It's great to see it full this morning. I want to say, be here as often as you can. There's strength when we gather together. We're going to need that. We're going to need that as we go forward. And if you can get involved in any way, please offer your help. We will take it. We desperately need it, okay? Um, the other way is that share posts on social media. When you see a post coming up from Zion Christian Centre, just share it. When you share it to all your friends, it increases our reach. You know, our, our reach has increased by nearly 9,000% over the last week. Our engagement has risen by over 7,000% over six days on social media. That's a big deal. It means the influence and, and, the, and, and the story of what God is doing here in the church is reaching thousands and thousands of people. And that's amazing. And the other thing I want to encourage you to do, and then we're going to sing, is to invite people to church. You know, at the first service, two people gave their lives to Jesus this morning. That's amazing. That's brilliant. And you know, we, yeah, it's brilliant. And, and we're, believing, we're believing that this space is going to be a space where in the future, we'll look back with some sadness because we've got to move out of this space because of what God has done here. Yeah? That's what we're believing. So invite people to church. Invite people to Alpha. We've got a new Alpha starting on Monday, the 21st of September. Wouldn't it be amazing if in this new space, in the future, we told stories about how many people became Christians here in this space. Wouldn't that be incredible? I think it would be amazing. So I'm going to ask us to stand and ask the band to come back. And we're going to now celebrate. We're going to worship our great God together. And I'm going to pray. Okay, so let's, let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your incredible goodness to us, Lord, as a church. We want to thank you. We are so grateful, Lord, for all that you've done through this week, through an awful, devastating situation. God, we've seen you at work. And God, we are so grateful for that. And so, Lord, today we want to lift our voices. Yes, it's going to sound a little different. It's in a different environment, a different space. But God, we are not going to hold back. We are going to lift our voices and we're going to celebrate how great you are. And God, as you lead us forward, God, you are our guardian. You go before us. You go behind us. We can never go through anything. We can never pass through 
anything where you're not there. God, your word says even when we go through the fire, we'll not be burnt. When we go through the waters, we'll not be drowned because you are with us. So God, we lift our voices to worship you and to celebrate you and to tell you, God, you are good and your goodness lasts forever.